Hi, I'm Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Here I talk with my guests about their life experiences as well as current and long-term goals and what gets them through the ups and downs. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, and if you don't already, follow my Instagram account at jparkerfitlife for actionable tips daily to live a healthier lifestyle. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the What's Your Story podcast. Today, my guest is Dylan Green. Uh, I initially met Dylan through he's one of the guys that runs Top Gym Tips on Instagram, but getting to know him, he kind of wears a lot of different hats. He's um, doing a lot of traveling right now. He's working on uh, being an artist as well, making some of his own music. And so I thought I, we would talk a little about all those things he's doing, all the different hats he wears. And without further ado, I'll let Dylan uh, say hi on his end. Much appreciated, man. Thanks for having me on. As, as you said, you couldn't have summed it up any better trying to dip my toes in as many things as possible. I think it's important. I think that a lot of people out there, a lot of entrepreneurs and, and mindset people out there specifically like to push the whole, you know, mm-hmm. dip your toes as many places as possible. There's no point just going into one thing. If you can find something that you're really passionate about, triple down on that. And until you find that, it's good to just try and be as wide as possible. Spread yourself pretty wide. Right. So how did you kind of get started on that mindset? I know that you've told me before that you uh, started out with YouTube. Is that correct? Yeah. Look, to be 100% honest with you, I guess the best place to start is I wasn't too great in school. That's probably mm-hmm. the best place to start off on. And from there, I kind of realized that there's, and that's something you even know yourself, there's, there's a ton of stuff out there. There's a ton of ventures and, and, and businesses out there that you can start and you can kind of push forward yourself that you do not need a high school or a college degree to, to mm-hmm. kind of push yourself there. You know, yourself, like with, with that, like even personal training or even like moving forward with, you know, music or, or any, any endeavor, you don't have to really be, you know, you don't have to have a college degree for it. You have to really triple down on that exact thing. I think that's something schooling doesn't really do too great for yourself. I think that's, that's really, um, something that I guess prepared more for pushing yourself into the avenue. So when I kind of found out there was a a whole world of things that you can go into and you can be passionate about and you can Mm -hmm. can work on, that's where I really decided, look, I'm going to push myself in as many places possible, not just in regards to business, but just in regards to like mindset and kind of self-belief and and, uh, self-motivation just in regards to trying to, to help myself. Yeah, the thing that strikes me the most about that is it's interesting that you were able to adopt that mindset. Where do you think that you got that from and how, how were you able to sort of find that conviction in yourself? Because I think that's the most important step for people. Great question. I think it is that realization of, I guess, early manhood. It's that like you go kind of from, you start off as, as a young man yourself and then you kind of have to realize, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to be brought along by the school system. I'm not really going to be brought mm-hmm. along by my parents. You kind of have to but take your ownership of your life. And that's really something I know yourself with your content as well. It's something that mm-hmm. you like to do as well. It's just being yourself, like being your own person. Yeah. That's why I'm so interested in that because it seems like it's such a thing where it, it just really builds itself up slowly. I think you kind of start having these realizations and whether you, it's things you read or you watch online, it's really, to me, maybe it's different for you, but it seems like such a slow process where you just have these realizations. Was it more for you? Was it just, was there any one moment that kind of taught you a lot or was it a slow progression like that? Um, I don't think so. I think specifically with, if I could boil it down to, I guess, a series of events, it was in school where I was, I was doing in Ireland, the way it's set up, it's kind of like high school where it's, you get the, the diploma and you do a bunch of different subjects, but with Ireland, it's like you pick like six or seven subjects and you kind of work for it from there. And I think that the key mm. moment was then most of my teachers were saying, look, you have to settle down. You have to, you know, lower your grades to like the lower level and kind of accept that you're going to do bad in school. And I was like, look, okay, I can, I can accept that fate and I can, you know, go and, and do these lower level subjects. I can take a college degree that I'm not really interested, or I can kind of push YouTube, which at the time I think 
when I was doing those exams, it would have been a few months before like the, the finals exams, I was at like 15, 20,000 subscribers on YouTube mm -hmm. and I was getting like 10 video, you know, getting like a, a million views a month and it was making me like a thousand, 1.5K within like the month mm -hmm. uh, that I was doing for exams, which is, you know, it's, it's okay for a, a 17, 18 year old, you know, doing mm -hmm. like doing videos online. I think that's really what kind of gave me the idea of like, oh, okay, I can start a business like Top Gym Tips. I can push forward with music and, and it really is just about marketing yourself. I think the skills in growing a business isn't about really, it is about bringing value, but the main thing is, is motivation because you can mm -hmm. have two people with the same music, you can have two people who are as good of personal trainers, but unless you're able to market yourself well, unless you're able to actually be the person that's going to get them to get up in the morning as a personal trainer to, to actually go to the gym, or unless you're going to be that mm -hmm. musician that actually connect to your music and, and understand who you are. And unless you're going to be that, that YouTuber who gets people to invest their time in your content, you're not going to go anywhere. Even if you have like the highest quality of, of audio and video and, mm -hmm. and value, it has to come with more so, more so of marketing. I think that's the, the key thing. As far as you talked about motivation and kind of realizing that school wasn't your thing, was that something that you beat yourself up over for a while? And then going off of that, was there people that you were observing online or books that you read that kind of help you go this different direction? Or was it just a realization that you had to find something else that was better suited for you? I think it's definitely, it was a, a kind of a realization of, of the fact that people weren't able to push me in this rabbit hole. I think Danny, myself at the same time, he kind of, Danny went on and he did physiotherapy, but some mindset wise, we both kind of, and that's why Top Gym Tips, we kind of started that off together as more so a thing. It wasn't even an idea of like, okay, let's build a massive Instagram page. It's okay, let's build something that we're both passionate about. We want social media and fitness and let's try and help as many people as possible and kind of move forth from there. I think that's a key moment in progressing motivation and mindset wise was just that that time we sat down because to be honest, like both of us are, are quite big procrastinators. I'll give myself a little bit worse than Danny to be fair, but mm -hmm. you know, to kind of attack ourselves with procrastination and, and really, you know, addressing the fact that, okay, we have to just start and just take action and, and actually do something over and over again before we can perfect it. That's something that I'm really, I struggle with and I, I struggle with in the past. I still struggle with is perfection. And I think starting that up, I think what a year and a half ago now, it's kind of been more so not even just a business project, but also a mindset project for both mm -hmm. of us. I think that's, one key event as well mm -hmm. so yeah we talk about top gym tips probably one of like the biggest fitness instagram pages out there how did you yeah. get that idea and was it more of a personal passion project for you or was it more you kind of saw the opportunity for, for it to grow into something big you kind of saw that uh market mm -hmm. becoming popular yeah so like just to go back a little bit give it a little bit of history so i did youtube until it would have been I started off late 2015 and then kind of started to peter out the, the game I was doing and the kind of the, the niche I was in. I didn't, I didn't uh, diversify well enough, to be honest, but that kind of died off around, I guess, start of 2017, mid 2017. And Danny had started up Physiotrician around, I think it was April 2017. And he kind of, he got me to help with him. We kind of worked on that together as a page. He, he made the content that I kind of helped him with the infographics and kind of giving him ideas social media wise. And from there, the page I think did by the end of the year was, it was on like six or seven K, which wasn't bad after a few months. And mm. we saw a gap in the market for, for reposts and infographic content because there wasn't, it wasn't as, I guess it wasn't as uh, oversaturated as, as some might say it is now. Uh, there, there wasn't as much good content out there. So we thought, okay, well, let's let's reach out to people that Danny has contact with that have, have met, like I've worked with him on his page and kind of ask them, can we use their content? Can we repost their content? And repost, we posted six times a day, I think for a full year, every single day, we never missed a day. You know, mm -hmm. kind of, it's like five posts a day now, but it's every single day for a year. A year and a half, we haven't missed one day of posting ever. So I think it's just, we saw that and we were like, okay, well, let's specifically 
do this as a passion project to see if we can get as well as physiotrician, if we can get the growth from that, like 6K in a few months, you're like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll push us to be consistent, it'll push us ourselves to kind of make connections and network, which is something that both of us, as I guess uh, Danny, not as much now, but both of us really were like very introverted and mm-hmm. we were very like, shy even with myself doing youtube that's kind of how i got my outlet of extroversion i guess you could say and from there we kind of attacked that specifically and we're like okay let's do this let's stay consistent and let's kind of push ourselves to reach out to people and it got i think it was ten thousand followers in the first month and it was like fifty thousand followers in the first three months and it kind of just it took off from there it doesn't it doesn't feel like we have almost half a million followers it doesn't feel like our reach is that big because of the fact that we never really gave a crap about the numbers we never really mm-hmm. thought about it the goal and I like i think that's something like even chatting to you before, like we've chatted about, just like the numbers are nothing. It really isn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's yeah. as many people as possible. And if you put out good content and you're passionate, you're going to grow. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, that's, that's interesting that you talk about introvert and extrovertism, I guess would be the, the phrase. Because I remember one of, the, uh, one of the favorite books I read recently was a book about introversion by Susan Cain. And she kind of talks about how I always saw it as a weakness because, you know, you're not as apt to obviously be outgoing in that way, but she framed it as a strength where introverted people are much more apt to, I guess, sort of pull in ideas and things from their surrounding and make ties that other people wouldn't make. And so once you start to gain that confidence in yourself and putting things out there, I think that introverted people have more of a catalog of things to talk about and connections to make. Um, once yeah. they can find that extroverted side of themselves to be able to have some conviction to talk about it. And, and the other thing is just having that confidence, like, yeah, I have something important to say. I, I have some value to bring to other people. I think that's a big realization. Yeah. Now, would you say, like, I, I don't know where you'd say on the spectrum of introvert and extrovert, would you say through yourself that you'd make, like, better connections with people just due to that? Yeah, yeah, I think for sure. Like, that's another thing is I like to – I don't, have you ever heard of like the Clifton strengths, like the strengths finder? I like to talk a lot about that because I feel like that's another thing that really describes me. But yeah, I've always been really introverted. And I think that's ultimately what led to just not necessarily a crisis, but kind of a, um, a big turning point in my life. Cause I, I just realized like, you know, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And I had had a lot, I had so much input, kind of like I was just talking about. I, I knew so many things but I never really thought about the fact that I could really bring value to other people. And it started out with my Instagram page. It was very small and very um, elementary at first. Um, but I had seen things like what you guys were putting out. And I was like, you know, I think I could do something like that. I think I have some value to bring. And it was very baseline for a while. And I don't think I mentioned this yet, but Dylan was my social media coach for like a month. And that was really where I saw it take off because you kind of gave me the baseline of like, talking about hashtags and posting and how to interact with people. And that was the most helpful thing where I had a lot of the tools, but I just needed to know exactly what sort of things were effective. And so I'm curious how how you got to kind of find those baseline, like these are what you should be doing as far as hashtags. This is how to grow a following. You know, you talked a lot about um, making more of a brand by getting your, your own face up there. That was something I never did before. Uh, trying to get people to actually know me. Where did you, are those things you just kind of discovered on your own? Yeah, I guess kind of, it, like a, a specifically the brand, I, I, I picked some of that from YouTube. I saw like whenever I made videos, when I put my face on it, it always did exponentially better. And, and I kind of had like a group of people that I worked with. One of them, like, I had half a million subscribers at the time, which was crazy to myself, even at 50,000 subscribers. I'm like, and I saw when he implements his own personality into his content, it, it, it grows tenfold. 
you know so it's it all it is all about like creating those fundamentals and then in regards to like hashtags and and how best to grow your account and infographics that stuff that like to be honest, myself and Danny, I guess, after Top Gym Tips, now we got lucky that Top Gym Tips was so successful. And that was our first major project on Instagram together. We had physiotrician and then I started my own page, Well Fitness page, that didn't take off that well to, uh, before we started Top Gym Tips. And then we started that together, we, that blew up crazy. But I think maybe since then, in the last year and a half, we've tried, we've gone on like 40, 50 different ventures of like actual pages and niches and mm-hmm. not many of them have, have a, as a whole scale of works only a small percentage mm-hmm. but we've taken every piece of information every small page every niche that we've worked in and, and we've taken from we see that the fundamentals are the same in every single yeah. niche it's like your own specific content you need to be branded well yourself with, with getting your face up there mm-hmm. and you need to get consistent i think consistency and and everything like that is is the core fundamental in regards to like hashtags it's like you know testing out a 10 set of hashtags a 15 mm-hmm. 20 set of 30 sets change them on every post you know like we have like even with the the excel sheets that, that you would have seen with ourselves like going mm-hmm. back and forth hundreds of excel sheets just to kind of take the information from and i'm i'm quite analytical in that so i'll kind of be i'll bog myself down the numbers sometimes and say okay what is the most objective truth from the numbers we're getting of yeah. this post well, this type of post works well these times work well and we kind of reverse engineered that and it, it really delays down the fundamentals and that's something you've seen in your own page and a lot of people have seen in their own pages it's it's not a crazy, it's not a difficult, fitness on Instagram is not a difficult industry to grow in if you have the value and you want to actually help people. You can see yeah. a few people who are just in there for, you know, oh, I want to grow a following really quick. But people that's, who are actually interested in people will grow. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because I know that, I think that I've kind of made a conscious choice in the past couple of months. Like I, I've seen the stuff that really works and I've seen like how to grow a page really fast and, and acquire a big following. And I've kind of taken a little bit of a separate route just because I really have come to realize that I value my individuality more so than yeah. like, I don't want my page just to be a fitness page. Like I talk a lot about mental and emotional well-being as well. And I just think that it's kind of, I, I really value that every person's unique and individual. And maybe for someone right now, they're, the best thing for them is to grow as fast as possible. And so they want to they want to hit every niche or they want to hit every I guess, specific marker as far as growth and stuff like that. And it really just up to your, your own individual self. But like you said, just having those same sort of principles that, that work in all the different aspects. But that was interesting. Something you said there is just, it kind of reminds me of like, you've let yourself fail in a lot of different areas. I like to read a lot of books about self-improvement and look up to people like, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Gary Vee and people like that. Um, I know you guys have talked about Jordan Peterson. He's another uh, really interesting self-improvement sort of guy. And they're always talking about let yourself fail, fail, fail over, over and over again, because that's how you're going to find out what works for you and what doesn't. But um, I guess thinking about one of your questions that I didn't necessarily answer when you talked about the uh, introversion spectrum and being able to form good relationships, I think that that's one of the first things that got me into podcasting because they say uh, with people with the tendencies that I have and the introversion sort of strengths is like, like you said, I can build very strong relationships, but I wouldn't say that I'm, I wouldn't say that my biggest strength is building a lot of relationships. Like I'd much rather have few, but just make them really strong. And I think that that's why I'm trying to enter the whole fitness and personal training realm too, because I really enjoy helping people on an individual level. And, and like I said, with podcasts, like I love doing stuff like this because I like getting an in-depth conversations with people. Whereas maybe you can relate to this too. Something I hear a lot that really resonates with me about introversion is like 
I can't stand making small talk with random people. Like that makes me really uncomfortable, but it's odd because it's almost paradoxical. Like it's completely comfortable for me to do stuff like this and have long form conversations. Yeah. It's kind of the, it's the dichotomy of the two, like for something that I had to really tackle, like, because I'm um, like, I had like a, a massive group of friends, like in, in secondary school, for example. And it was like, mm -hmm. what I really realized from, from like all the self-help people like Gary Vee, for example, it's like, you're the summation of the five people you spend the most time with. And mm -hmm. that's something that like, I've really found like, I have a core group of people now who five people who I've, I talk to the most, like there's six of us in a group and we kind of, we, we try to push ourselves and that's like with Danny and uh, Ryan as well like even we, we, we try to push ourselves and every day we're waking up we're like okay how can we make this day better than the last how can we actually attack what we want to do and not go oh well like like most friend groups will do most like normal friend groups of people like especially our age will, will go and, and say oh why are you doing this and question it rather than say mm -hmm. you could do it this way they'll come from a place of negativity rather than positivity mm -hmm. yeah that's something that's really important as well you'll be able to I think I think introverts more so are, are more willing to take the time and invest in relationships whereas extroverts i think no there's anything bad it's, it's two ends of the spectrum there's, there's positives of both i think extroverts have a, a wider net that they can cast but they can't necessarily connect as well whereas i think introverts can create those long lasting relationships with people that that are strong and bonded and i think that's something that we as, as a core group like me and, and danny and ryan uh can create we can create that that strong strong connection with each other yeah i'm trying to google the but what the title of this book was now, I think you'd really like it. It's called, yeah, it's called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. It's by Susan Cain. That was probably like the favorite book I read in the past year because it was yeah. just, it was one of those books where like you just have one of those books and it's like connection after connection. You're like, oh, that makes sense. That's talking about me and stuff like that. And then the other thing I think you'd really like that I try that I talk to people a lot about is doing the Clifton Strength Finder because it really goes in depth of what how, how to how to best use your i guess top five skill sets is what it goes after but if you want to even delve deeper it you can look at all 30 and see like what your bottom five are too because that's kind of telling in the same light something i'm trying to do in my content now just as a, a, a brand and influence whatever you want to call it that i'm trying to grow myself is really being myself because i think that's something that a lot of people will put on this facade and they'll like, for example, they'll buy things and they'll, they'll kind of go, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I wear a ton of expensive clothes or jewelry mm -hmm. and they'll, they'll put it over. Now, there's nothing wrong with, you know, investing in something if you really want. If you really want a Ferrari and you have the, the investment yeah. to make in a Ferrari, buy a Ferrari. Don't get it because not, of what you think you'll get from other people, right? Because a lot of people like as well, something that I've had to tackle in the past is caring too much about societal standards and, mm -hmm. and what other people think. And I think that's, I guess that might be more so linked to introversion because you're trying to, you don't want to put yourself out there specifically because it's hard to kind of, um, you know, I guess speak your thoughts in front of a large proportion of people. It is, it is always a battle with a lot of this to kind of, whether you're introverted or extroverted, fight towards the middle one. Because mm -hmm. I think like with, with, you know, whether it's, it's fitness, whether it's mindset, whether it's politics, anything, you, you want to push towards the most middle line and the, the most central place where you can take ideas from, from both ends of the aisle. And you can say, okay, this part of extroversion is really good. This part of introversion is really good. This part of a, a whatever, like this uh, specific mindset is really good. This specific mindset is good. And you can mm -hmm. kind of amalgamate yourself and be very, very uh, movable. You don't yeah. have any specific ideas. Yeah, that, and I think the same goes for like, the more you learn and the more, I guess just the more knowledge you attain, I think the less conviction you have. Like I have a lot of things that I tend to lean towards believing, but it's like, I always tell people, I don't, I never know if someone's going to introduce an idea to me that's going to totally change the way I think. I like to pride myself on keeping an open mind. 
And there's really only like a handful of things that I really feel certainly convicted about. I'm always open to new ideas and changing ideas. And I think that's especially important in the age we live in because things are just changing at such a rapid pace. I wonder what, what, what do you think uh, the outlook on the internet is going to be in things like people like us are doing, trying to, trying to make it on the internet as we go into the future. Yeah, I guess something that I can call back to, like for myself, like I'm going into more so like trying vlogging content. That's something that I'm trying right mm -hmm. now. And just a call back to, I guess, when I was doing YouTube, that I went over to America. I have, I have family from New Jersey. My dad's from New Jersey, so I, I visit them every summer. And some a few years ago that kind of brought up to me of, of their generation, they were like, oh, you're not doing one of those like YouTube like vlogging videos. Those people have no talent. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's kind of funny how the same people who will critique, I guess, vlogging will watch reality TV and mm -hmm. not see the, the exact correlation between the two. And mm -hmm. I think it is that story that I really, when I get older and I start to, to grow, get into like, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, I never want to fall behind the times. And I think that's something that our generation is going to be really good at, at trying at its best to keep up with the technology. Because, yeah, I think you'll get left behind if you don't, you know? Yeah, and I think that our parents' generation were so focused on, like, working a normal job. And, like, mm -hmm. like the entire generation, the, the baby boomers, whatever you want to call it, they were so focused on, I want to get a real job. I don't want to take any risks. I want to make mm -hmm. sure that I'm comfortable. Because my parents were in World War II, and they were fighting, and they didn't have as much comfort as I did in a job. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that, whereas our generation is so, like, it's, it's so free-flowing. We have so many opportunities and we've so with the internet, we can literally do anything. There's no barriers to entry in any field yeah. anymore. And I think in the next like five to 10 years, it's either going to get to the point where we have companies like shutting that down and we have companies stopping the, the, the creating barriers to entry in business, mm -hmm. or it's just going to go, everyone goes online. Yeah. And the, people and the other thing that's funny is like you, you talked about positivity and negativity earlier. There's plenty of things you could, you could complain about that are wrong with the internet. Like it, it is a big catalyst for, making people anxious and depressed but at the same time on the flip side of the coin it also like you talked about opens up endless possibilities for people to make a business or to make connections like look like what we're doing right now absolutely wouldn't have been possible 40 30 40 20 even years ago because you weren't able to meet people um, that lived in other areas unless you were to go travel there or something like that yeah and it's great because you can create these connections like I have people from America who I never would have met just from gaming and yourself and like all the people on Instagram that I've been able to create connections with and talk to that I never ever would have ran into like there's seven billion people in the world I think in your entire life on average you make a you have a conversation where you say their name to a hundred thousand people I think in your entire life mm -hmm. and with the internet it's it's legitimately endless you can connect with like five billion people and there's there's no end to that. Do you know the theory of like the five points of contact it's either five or three but like everyone in the world is connected by either five or three people, however it is, something like yeah. that. But but anyway, I just want to talk a little bit about, um, you're trying to build up a following with your music now too. How recently had you gotten into something like that? Was it always something you enjoyed? Yeah. So back when I was doing YouTube in 2016, I kind of had the idea that eventually I wanted to move into music. That's, that's something that I wanted to go through. And I was like, okay, do I want to go down the route of, trying to outsource the skill or would I rather learn the skill and I realized that you can never learn too many skills so I thought okay I'm going to go to college I'm going to try to learn this I'm going to try become a sound engineer producer and utilize that in terms of artistry work with my friends who are doing producing and engineering kind of you know help myself with that passion project and mm -hmm. with that so I started that in late 2017 and then the album that I just released was just over a month ago uh, May 19th at this point may 18th so you know up on spotify as well I'll give myself a, a cheeky shout out with that um but like that specifically is is something 
that I think that a lot of people, not to like put myself out there, but a lot of people will be unwilling to take that step due to mm-hmm. society. And I think that even for myself, like I, I look at that as that is the worst my music is ever going to be. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, there's well, always definitely, it has to be so hard. Like not, I mean, everyone judges themselves to some extent, but I think it depends on how much you, I guess, are okay with yourself. That kind of that self-talk of like, like you said, knowing that you're only going to get better and it doesn't have to be great right away. It just has to be, you know, um, I read, I read, I've read, read books sort of about, you know, just entailing all things that fall under art and creativity. And it's like, just put it out there and say, here's my offering. And it's only going to get better and better with time. You can't be thinking about what other people are going to say. Yeah, because on the, on the flip side of the coin, so you have the two sides, you decide, oh, people are going to critique me. But also, there could be someone that resonates with what you're putting out, whether that be like, content on Instagram or whether that be music, and they connect with it so well that it changes their life. For, and, and you could, oh, this is horrible. Like, you could, you could personally attack your own content and say, oh, well, this is so bad. I like, this mm-hmm. isn't up to my own standard, my own subjective standard that isn't really anything because you'll, you'll make the excuse for perfection. But yeah. it could be someone's greatest or favorite song, and you're robbing them of that, that value that yeah. they can get for it. And the thing I always remember is you're always your worst critic. Like, I've, mm-hmm. tried, I've tried more recently to, I don't know, I'm sure you have the same tendency. Like, when I make a post or when I make a blog post or a podcast, I always have that voice inside, like, oh, this isn't that good. Like, it could be better. And then it's like, just put it out there. Like, I'm sure people aren't going to judge it as hard as I'm judging it. And like you said, put it out there. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And it's going to get better. So. Yeah. I mean, there, there will always be people who are going to be negative towards it. But mm-hmm. something that I think is no one who is doing more than you will critique you. Only yeah. people doing less than you. Only people who are, who are sitting in, like, you know, sitting in their houses and, like, they're, they're not doing anything, you know? Mm-hmm. They're going, oh, why are you releasing music? Or why are you putting a content on Instagram? Why are you putting yourself out there? Because they're scared to put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Because they're caring so much about societal pressure. And yeah, I think that's, it's good to weed out those people as well. I like the thing that Gary Vee, I think he tweeted this, like, in the last couple weeks, he said, anyone who's booing bought tickets to sit in the stands. So it's like... Mm-hmm. If someone's making fun of your music, they still took the three or four minutes to listen to the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like if it was really that bad, they would have stopped, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's a stream. And it's, it's a lot easier to turn a hater into a fan than it is to find a new fan. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. as well. And if everyone, was, if everyone was your fan, if you didn't, not necessarily, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in that you have to have enemies, but I think that if, if everyone likes what you're doing, it's probably not, mm, I guess specific enough or maybe out there enough because you know people are so yeah. different some people are going to like it and some people aren't going to like it yeah exactly exactly it's, it's the same not even just people hating on it it's like some people just won't be interested in what you're doing mm-hmm. like some people will go their entire lives not caring about music like yeah. hip-hop for example or they won't care about their their physical health or exactly. they won't care about whatever you know like they won't be interested but you only need 0.001 percent of the world's population to care about what you're doing to make mm-hmm. a living you don't need that many people when people ask me about podcasting, something I've, I've kind of been becoming centered around recently is like, like, is your, so is your podcast health and fitness? And I'm like, not necessarily. I just like, I like having conversations with people that are passionate about what they do. It's like, if yeah. someone was passionate about, I don't know, something as simple as like woodworking, if someone was passionate about painting, like, I just think it's really cool when you can tell that someone's passionate about something. And even if I don't like it, I think that passion comes through in anything. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's that ingrained self-belief and, and self-confidence of what you're doing that you actually care because that, that's something that even myself, like I, I had to pull myself and run up like, oh, I don't want to make music. Like I want to make music for myself. I want to make sure that I, even though I can look at it objectively and say, look, mm-hmm. it's not perfect. It's something that's going to improve. 
and it's something that I can critique now, but I can move forward and say, I'm putting this out for myself to improve mm-hmm. myself. And if other people like it, they like it. Right. Like I said, you kind of, you see reoccurring themes when you read and listen to people that talk about self-improvement and stuff like that. And the thing that I always get from almost every person in that realm is like, you have to do something that you enjoy and that feels like an expression of yourself. Like if you, you know, if you don't, if you don't have a passion for it and a desire for it, you could be doing all the things like, like you talk about with the fitness thing on Instagram, you could check all the boxes, but if you don't truly intrinsically care about it, you're not going to be sustainable. It's going to come through that you're not passionate. I think you really have to align with your own skill set. And I think that really does boil down. You can tell the, the real people from people who are faking it to the number mm-hmm. of times they mention how many followers they have or they care yeah, about how many exactly. Because I think that shows that they're on a superficial level of what they're doing. They're like, rather than saying, oh, I've, like, I've helped 10 people this week, mm-hmm. you know, prove themselves, oh, it's all oh, I have X amount of followers or X yeah. amount of likes. I yeah, think that's the culture. Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say the other thing about that is like some people ask me about my followers sometimes and I'm like, well, I really try to think about that for the reason you mentioned, first of all. And second of all, like when you see the accounts that are following you, some people have like 10 accounts. And so how many of them are real actual people like you and me following you? That's what I want. I don't want like 10 bot sort of Instagram accounts following me. I'd rather have one real person as opposed to that, you know? And what's crazy as well, like every time, like I love this as well. This is one of the, the best things about Top Gym Tips. When we were starting off, everyone like we saw our growth and like our friends in real life were like, oh, did you buy followers? Or is it bought followers? Mm-hmm. And that was a great thing to see because they're like, oh, okay, we're doing so well that they think we're cheating the system mm-hmm. rather than just giving people value, you know? Um, like we used to spend hours in our DMs just responding to people. Mm-hmm. Like for no reason. We weren't trying to, like we weren't, we had no products like back oh, when no. we started off. Mm-hmm. Literally just wanted to, spread a message to people because Danny wanted to keep his like he wanted to be accountable for his actual degree mm-hmm. in physiotherapy and then later on his personal training qualifications and myself I just love helping people on social media and connecting with people on social media going back to introversion because I like just making these connections with people who I would never have met anyway all right well unfortunately we're already winding down in time we'll definitely have to do this again sometime but before I ask you my last question I thought that to kind of sum up what we've talked about I maybe what message would you give to people who are looking to find their way or are experimenting with kind of like you, different sort of things that are doing just a general message you'd like to get out there to people? I think the best thing to do is to start, pick one thing, give it at least a month and just take action. Mm-hmm. Upload content, whether that be music, whether that be Instagram content, whether that be whatever YouTube and do disconnect yourself from the numbers for a mm-hmm. full month. Just put out content, whether that needs to be you getting a friend to upload it for you and put out your content for you mm-hmm. and get them to just respond to comments. That's great. But like at the very start to get yourself accountable, disconnect yourself from any sort of analytical because that's something that's really been a struggle for me in the past. Yeah. And breaking free is something that has made the world of a difference for myself. And I know it will for anyone listening to this. Mm-hmm. And the thing I would add to that too, I wonder if this resonates with you is like uh, the, the time when I saw the most growth and putting things out online is I had to kind of take a step back and start consuming less because mm-hmm. you can get into such a pattern of like consuming other people's things that it'll really bleed into what you're doing. And if you kind of disconnect yourself a little bit and give yourself some time to think, it's amazing how many, how many new yeah. ideas you can come up with yourself. Yeah. Myself, I, I know that myself and Danny really chat about this a lot, but social media, we treat it as business media. It's not mm-hmm. social media. It's, it's business media and the fact that we connect with people who we're working with. And besides that, it's like, okay, I don't have to connect with anyone else's life on social media. Mm-hmm. If they want to reject me, message me a messenger. Let's have a real conversation. But the yeah. whole 
farce of like putting up a screen of your best life mm-hmm. on social media that is it's hurting but culturally it's hurting everyone mm-hmm. mindset wise it's like putting out this whole fake narrative of who you really are and what you're doing to make yourself seem happy in front of everyone else but you don't actually care about yourself right all right for the last question here i'll ask you my signature question so when it's all said and done when you've ran the course of your life um you get a look back and you know, think about what you've done who you've impacted what do you want your story to be and as well as in the context of what story do you want other people to tell about you so i guess the main thing for me the story i want to tell is the fact that i've started from procrastination perfection introversion and get to the point where i wholeheartedly love people because i think that is the key sense of life you can have as much money as you want you can have as much you know material goods as you want but at the end of the day when you're sitting in your grave you'll have as much as anyone else the only thing that you can really connect with is your experiences and your your emotional connection with others yeah have you ever heard of the there's some sort of research study i don't know the exact specifics of it but they say like they did a study of people from like teenage years up until death and they say that the biggest indicator of a life well lived or feeling fulfilled was just your relationships with other people so that definitely resonates with that especially with introverts it's something you have to push yourself to do Mm -hmm. but in the end it's going to be beneficial it's, yeah. It might be your biggest fear, but it'll be your best strength when you figure mm-hmm. it out. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone, right? Exactly, exactly. All right, Dylan. Well, thanks for coming on. You want to give any final words, let people know where they can find you? Um, yeah, Instagram at Dylan Green TV, green the color with an E at the end, and go stream my stuff on Spotify, Dylan Green. You know, I've got some music coming out soon and working on some stuff on the way, so you know, excited right. to get that out. Well, it went by too fast. I'd love to have to do this again, but thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me. This has been the What's Your Story podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, uh, share with family and friends, and leave me a review. I really appreciate any and all feedback. Thanks.